What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. I'm not changing my name no time soon until the team actually gets a real name. Then I don't mind changing it to back row, whatever. But, man, let's get into it, man. I had a tough weekend, had some family stuff to deal with. But God is good. God is good always. So this episode, man, is really tough for me to record because Darius Geis was my favorite player on the team. And let me tell you why he was my favorite player on the team. Darius Geis was a guy that was down to earth. You know, I liked his demeanor. Um, He was a player that interacted with fans. So in that aspect, he was great. His play coming out of LSU, Darius Geis was a monster. For me, I describe Darius Geis as a Marshawn Lynch that can catch the ball. I know that's saying a lot because Marshawn Lynch is a, a Hall of Famer. I get it. But he ran with that type of tenacity that kind of style he was a guy that went forward and not backwards you know so um you know i chatted with guys a few times on uh, twitter you know and we'll dm back and forth and you know we'll just talk about football and stuff like that so um i noticed that darius guys was deleting his twitter and bringing it back deleting his twitter and bringing it back so this was what was happening you know what i'm saying i didn't know that he had issues going on in life and you know, so I'm pretty sure everybody knows what happens. He had three counts of, um, you know, incidents where, you know, it's a it's a it's a physical altercation. I know most recently it was a strangulation, they said, and it was three different times. So after the team found out, they said that like the team found out on Thursday night. And they started doing their own internal investigation. And then on Friday, Darius Geis gave himself up. They arrested him. And immediately, like literally immediately after that, Darius Geis was cut by the team. So on my way to Houston, Texas, to deal with some family issues, I was on a plane. So when I get off the plane, I turn my I turn my phone on on and my phone was going crazy. Just buzzing and just messages coming in. And then. I read a, a, a tweet from Rion Walker talking about Darius Geis has been arrested. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is a fake account. You know, I'm just getting off the plane. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, okay, let me just see if everybody else is talking about it. Next thing I know, I open up my DM. I'm seeing everybody because everybody knows that I rocks with Geis. Geis is my guy. Um, so they're like, man, Geis, man, what, you know, what is he doing? I'm getting text messages. I'm getting calls. I'm like, whoa, this is serious. So I'm like, okay. Darius Geis has gotten arrested, but at that time, I didn't know what he's done. And I'm like, man, it's crazy. So he gets arrested. And then as I'm walking to baggage claim, I see the statement from the team saying that Darius Geis has been cut. My jaw just dropped. So in the midst of doing this family thing, I'm over here looking at the at the messages and the reports. And I'm just like, I cannot believe like what I'm hearing, it, it just it just felt like a dream. It felt like something that was not real. You know, I'm like, how can a guy that's on my favorite team, a guy that I enjoy watching, you know, um, and it just seems like Darius guys, you know, during the draft, there were reports that he had character issues and there was all kinds of stuff coming up in the draft. So I felt that to me, he was the second best running back after Saquon Barkley in that draft. And then he drops, you know, guys like Nick Chubb go ahead of him, which was a very good pick for Cleveland. Uh, guys like Carrion Johnson and so on and so forth. So 
Then you now have guys drop, right? That's the guy I wanted. I was even willing to take guys in the first round. That's how much I liked this guy coming out of college. So then he falls to us after we traded back twice. So we get guys and, you know, he's doing very good in training camp. And in that first game in the preseason, I think he's playing against the New England Patriots. He has that one long run that was called back. I'm like, yes, I'm seeing the glimpse of what guys can be. Next thing you know, he tears, he tears his ACL. That's number one. So he has to wait a whole year. You know, I'm still encouraged. I'm still hyped. Then the next season, he gets hurt in his first game, which was this past season, in the first game of the regular season versus the Eagles. Then it's like, uh uh-oh, what's going on here? Then, you know, he comes back. He plays a total of five games. He has those two really good games versus versus the Panthers. And I think either the Jets or one other team, one of those lower lower tier teams or whatever. So he plays well in those two games. Then you're seeing the glimpse of what Geis can do. You're seeing a taste of who Geis is as a player. Okay. Then he was healthy enough to come back and finish the season, but we had nothing to play for. So the team just shut him down. Okay. So now you shut down Geis. Okay. So we're like, okay, two years, you've given us not enough games. We don't know what to expect. So I'm looking at this season as Geis being a monster. You know, when we talked, he told me the kind of season that he was going to have, you know, numbers wise. And, uh, you know, he had goals for himself. Now, mind you, I didn't know what was going on outside of football for Geis. So then, you know, training camp, he's doing very well. He's working on his body. You look at his quads. His quads are getting big. His legs are getting strong. You know, he's out there working on his game. He's working with Haskins. He's working with his trainer. Then um, he's working on catching the ball. So he wants to add a new element to his game because with Scott Turner, he loves to use his running backs in terms of, you know, using these guys to to catch passes. So a lot of targets were going to come, you know, to these running backs regardless. So. You know, I'm seeing all this progression. Everything is going great. You know, I've been so excited. You know, even in fantasy, I'm trying to trade for guys, you know, but everybody is just kind of holding on to that potential that guys can bring. So everything is going well. And then this happens, man. I was devastated, man. I was hurt. You know what I'm saying? He was a guy that I was looking forward to seeing. You know, I felt like he has not yet given the Redskins or Washington football what he was supposed to give us. So everything, everything just kind of spiraled out of control, man. And it just seemed like somebody told me, somebody said, Washington seems to be the most unluckiest franchise. And I believe it. You know, ever since I'll say Jay Gruden and uh, Bruce Lefer took over, Bruce Allen, these two guys, um, since that, that whole time, even before then, but since that whole time of Bruce and Jay being here in D.C., things have not gone well. It just seems like the team is just cursed. You know, when we have something nice, it's taken away. You know what I'm saying? We've had players like Monte, Monte Nicholson, you know, dropping off a dead girl <laughs> at, a, at, the, at the hospital and then going to play football the next week. You know, guys like that are gone. You know, we've had headaches with guys like Sua Cravens. And I told somebody, the Redskins are terrible at drafting second round picks. 
if you look through history, just go back and look at the last 10 years of what the Redskins have done in the second round. It has not been it has not been great. You know, now Ryan Anderson, he's trying. You know, he really came on last year and he's a high character guy. So I'm glad for high character guys. But if you look through history, man, we, we just have not been good at drafting and then drafting in the second round. And then now this happens with guys, you know, finally he's healthy, you know, he's getting ready to start this season. We're finally about to see the investment that we made holding these, holding this guy for the past couple of years. And then this happens. It reminds me of the year that we had Junior Gallat, Gallette, Junior Gallette, and he was hurt for two seasons, right? He finally gets healthy. We play him one season, he gets healthy, then he wanted more money, and you know how that goes. Then we don't offer him the contract that he should have taken, then now he's out the league. So it's like we invested two years of pain for a Junior Gallette, and then it didn't pan out. Then now we invested two years of pain for guys, and then this happens. You know, I can go on and on and on. Injuries have been killing this team. Kelvin Harmon, you know... Injured, out for the year. Hopefully, he comes back stronger. You know, he's a high character guy, so I would love to have Kelvin Harmon back. You know, we 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 didn't do as much as I thought that we would do in the wide receiver room, and then we lose a receiver that was going to give us, you know, some good snaps this year. So I say all this to say, yes, I do believe the franchise is cursed. I don't know why. We can never have nice things. I don't know why our players get hurt. I don't know why we're always in the news. You know, think about this. Think about this for one second. When Bruce Allen was here in D.C., what did he do? We brought in Reuben Foster, who had domestic violence, right? When when San Francisco cut him, we were the one of either the only team to put in a claim or one of the only teams to put in a claim. So we put in a claim and then we got him. Then when Kareem Hunt got cut for domestic violence, everybody was like, oh, go get Kareem Hunt. Oh, man, we should have put in the claim for Kareem Hunt and not Reuben Foster. We have been dying for talent. Okay, we've been trying to get talent any way that we can. And I guarantee you guys that if Ron Rivera was here, we do not put in that claim for Reuben Foster. Now we've made that investment for Ruben Foster, right? He comes in, he's ready to go. And then what happens in training camp? He tears an ACL. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know why we have so many ACLs and injuries and IR players. I don't know what it is. Hopefully, I've been one of the guys that have been against the name change. But you know what? Change the name. Do whatever you need to do. If changing the name is going to break this curse, I am all for it. I'm just all for I'm just I'm look, look, I'm sick and tired of mess after mess after mess. We're always being in the news. And my colleagues with uh, with the back row crew, they're always saying, hey, man, you always have content to talk about. Yes, but it's not always good content. It's not always positive content. Anybody who knows me knows that I try to stay as positive as possible. But. Things continue to happen. So we just have to continue to adapt and continue to grow. I do love the culture that Ron Rivera is putting into place. Ron Rivera is a no-nonsense guy, and he is definitely here to fix all this mess that is happening. So let's dive into more on this Darius Guy story. 
So John Kim wrote up something very, very nice on ESPN, as he always does. Follow John Kim if you're not already on Twitter. Um, he brings the heat. He brings the passion, man. He's one of the best of the best. So, you know, he said that Washington released guys Friday night. That was less than two hours after he was arrested, like I, like I mentioned, okay? He had charges in London County, Virginia. Now, Washington wasted no little time in releasing guys. You know, they're trying to stay on the straight and narrow, especially with all this mess that has been going on. Washington is showing that they are on top of everything. So um, Washington said that when they learned of this domestic violence related uh, incident on Thursday, what they did was as a team, they alerted the NFL. So Washington is like tattletelling on themselves like, hey. NFL commissioner, NFL, whoever, this is what we found out. We, we just found out now. So we're letting you know. So that was a good thing that they did. They, they, they let the NFL know. And then they met with guys on Friday. Okay. Then, <clears throat> excuse me. They said that when they met with, with, with guys on that Friday, I don't know what all was discussed. I don't know if guys told them every single thing about the situation at hand. I don't know, because obviously guys probably had that meeting with his lawyer. Maybe his lawyer told him not, not to say anything. But either way, Washington already made up their mind that they were going to release guys regardless. But they just met up with him just to say, hey, that we met up with this guy. OK, so then they said uh, the team in their statement, they said this afternoon we have learned that three um, that, that there were three charges filed against Darius guys. So it's not one, not two, but three. OK, then it says upon the review of the nature of these charges and following internal discussions, we have decided to release Darius guys immediately. So it wasn't like, no, oh, let's wait to see how this unfolds. Let's wait to see guys go to court and then let's see what happens. So guys with his lawyer then wrote a statement. OK, and then they put this statement out there. Guys lawyer was talking about that guys was convicted of these things, right? These are allegations, right? So in America, it's, you know, you're, you're not guilty until you're proven guilty, right? Whatever, whatever. So the lawyer was saying that guys is disappointed that the team will just cut him without getting the full story. The reason why the team had to do what they had to do was the team has been scrutinized. I mean, there's been so much mess going on in DC. And they're trying to send a message to players to let them know, hey, we are running a tight ship here. We don't have time for nonsense. Stay out of trouble. You're seeing the people are getting cut. You've seen Dunbar traded immediately, you know. So Ron Rivera is a good judge of character. I posted something on Twitter and somebody was saying that, you know, I don't even know what they were saying. But pretty much my point was Ron Rivera is not playing around. Okay. He is building a culture that's going to be different, that's going to be special, you know, with everything that happened with the women in, in the Washington Post. I mean, it's a lot of mess. And we're always in the news. Is it, There is always drama when it comes to Redskins Park. There's always drama when it comes to the Washington football team. So in order to break this curse, in order to change this franchise around, you know, things have to be done, whether it's drastic or not. You know, things have to be done. So with guys early in the year, he had an incident on February 14th. He had an incident March 13th, and then he had an incident in uh, April 17th. OK, so it's, it seems like every month, like clockwork, something is happening. 
something is happening. And these incidents have been said to be happening in Geis's home in Ashburn, Virginia. Okay. It says these incidents were first reported to the Montgomery County Police Department in Maryland. You know, the sheriff's office was made aware of these allegations on July 22nd. It was investigated that these incidents in coordination with Montgomery County Police Department, Geis was charged with one count of strangulation and three counts of assault and battery. That's terrible. Okay. He was also charged with one count of property destruction. Geis turned himself in, himself in to London uh, Adult Detention Center late Friday. Geis later was released on a $10,000 uninsured bond. So it seems like Geis is out. Okay, so he went in, he's out. And of course, there has to be a trial done. Okay, for us to kind of figure out what's what's going on. I think that Geis is done with football. I mean, it's very hard to get a second chance after allegations like this. Now, let's say that these allegations are false, which I don't know if they are or not. But when you have three allegations, man, when you have several counts of this and several counts of that, uh, it's kind of hard to come back from that. So if at all, if he gets any chance, it's going to be tough for a team to take a chance on him. The Kareem Hunt issue was different because Kareem Hunt already produced in the NFL. With Darius Geis, people don't know what kind of player he is. They have not seen enough of him. Yes, he's young. Yes, he might get another shot another day. And then, mind you, he might go on that NFL list that the NFL has to, you know, remove him from that list to, until he can even play. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a suspension, you know, but we'll see what happens, man. But his career is just done. You know, I don't want to get spiritual, man, but when you have money, when you have fame, if you don't have God in your heart, there's always going to be something missing and people try to fill it with different things. Like I said, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get spiritual with you guys, but you got to have God in your life, man. You know, if you don't believe in God, you know, hey, that's fine. Believe in what you believe. And that's totally fine. But it just seems like think about it. Why are these players constantly in the news? Why are these players constantly robbing people and pulling up guns on people because they're missing something? They're missing something and money can't buy that. Fame can't buy that. You know, so I'm just praying that these players get their act together, especially African-American men. You know, they've been put in positions to do great things in this world through sports and then they're, they're just throwing it away. You know, I do not understand that. I do not get that. So I'm hoping that this serves as a lesson for other young men out there and they can learn from this mistake and not to repeat this thing. You know, you continue to see repeat after repeat after repeat after repeat. So that's all I'm going to say on guys. I'm going to just leave it there. But the good thing about the Redskins was that they came into training camp with six running backs. Just in case somebody gets hurt, they were unsure of Guy's health. They was unsure of Love's health. So they drafted a running back. And I believe that the uh, Redskins, Washington football, will draft another running back next year. My theory is every two years, you draft a running back. Every two years, you draft a running back. Why? They do not make running backs like they used to. Especially for Washington, we have not had a franchise running back since Clinton Portis. 
How many years have that been? So for me, my theory is draft a running back every two years. Injuries happen, right? And then stupid things like this happen. So it's always good to have young players coming in to compete. If it works out, great. If it does not work out, great. But you got to keep drafting running backs. You see what happened with uh, Matt Jones and Samaj P. Ryan. And I mean, I can name some other guys, even guys that we picked up through through undrafted free agency. I mean, you just got to have enough running backs. So with the five running backs that we have left on the roster, we have Adrian Peterson, who is my favorite running back of all time. He is the GOAT. The guy is not a human. I honestly think that if if Adrian Peterson is getting 20 carries a game, he can average 100 yards a game. You put that over a course of a season, that's 1,600 yards. But, of course, that's not realistic. So I will say that AP can end up with 1,200 yards. I think 1,200 yards is, is fair. It's fair, okay? Adrian Peterson is that kind of back. He's not human. Just imagine if the offensive line was actually good. He's easily a thousand yard back. You do the math, divide a thousand yards by 16 games, and you'll see that it's not a lot of yards that you need to be a thousand yard back in the NFL. But of course, you got to get the get the lion's share of the carries. I get that. I understand it. So we have Adrian Peterson, the GOAT. We have third down back, J.D. McKissick. We have Peyton Barber. We have rookie, do-it-all, hybrid running back slash wide receiver, Antonio Gibson. Then we have Bryce Love, who I really, really love. I loved when, when we traded back and we was able to get Bryce Love. This is why I say you draft a running back every two years. When we drafted Bryce Love, a lot of fans were pissed off. Oh, why did we get Bryce Love? He has an ACL this, blah, blah, blah. Bryce Love literally could have been one of the best running backs coming out that particular year, but he got hurt in college. He actually finished number two in the Heisman uh, uh, Trophy, uh, um, whatever. But Bryce Love is a great talent when healthy. So that was more of like a, a stash, you draft and you stash kind of guy. If Bryce Love pans out, wow, you found you a franchise back in the fourth round. He's a do-it-all back. He can catch the ball. He's a three-down back. Okay, so you were able to get him in the fourth round. Yes, it's an investment. So this this is another guy that you're investing in that has been injured. He's fully healthy. But now we want to see what can he do? Okay, I believe that Adrian Peterson starts out as the number one running back. And then there's opportunity for Bryce Love and Antonio Gibson to carve out a role. Okay, J.D. McKissick, he's going to be there doing a third uh, third down back roll. And then you have Peyton Barber. All five backs make the team. I remember when there was a post that came up, I said, you know, guys love Gibson and AP. And the reason why I chose these four backs initially and then I had J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber being cut was because when you draft somebody, right, you're going to you're going to give your draft picks the best chance possible to succeed. So obviously you're going to you're going to invest in your investment, okay? You're going to invest your time, your resources and snaps on the guys that you drafted. You drafted these guys for a reason. So that's why I went with those four. But now with guys being cut and released and with Antonio Gibson being a hybrid, meaning playing wide receiver running back, you know, we'll see where he counts towards the roster, but I believe that we do keep all five of these backs. 
I saw an interesting stat that um, Ron Rivera loves to keep four running backs, sometimes five, but he also loves to keep six wide receivers. But like I said, with Antonio Gibson being a hybrid, he can be used in either one of those spots. So how does the future look? We got to see what we have in Antonio Gibson. We got to see if if Antonio Gibson is just a gadget player. Is he better as a wide receiver? Is he a slot guy? Is he going to take a lot of snaps out the backfield? Is he going to play some wildcat? I'm just I'm just throwing things out there. OK, Bryce Love, can he be healthy? Can he get back to half of the form that he had when he was at Stanford? Some people actually said that Bryce Love was better than Christian McCaffrey. Yes, I have seen people say that. Some of these guys that watch college football, that really know the game, have said that Bryce Love is better than than um, Christian McCaffrey. So we'll see how Bryce Love is used. We'll see if he's healthy. Peyton Barber is just great security, great, great uh, professional that's really going to help the team. He has a similar style to AP. But obviously, he's not as talented as AP. Um, so we're, we're going to see who's the guy getting the goal line carries. My guess is Adrian Peterson. OK, um, like I said, we're going to throw to our running backs a lot. So I'm still excited about the running back group. Somebody said the Redskins just signed Devontae Freeman. That's crazy. You have all these other backs on the team. It's already crowded. You already want to see what you have. As a group. Now, let's say for some reason, Bryce Love is not ready for the season. He goes on the pub. Then maybe you look at bringing in a, another running back. But as it stands now, uh, we have more than enough with these five to, you know, go into the season and, you know, see what we can do. Like this season, I was really trying to see where AP fits, even though the AP is the guy. But obviously, had guys not messed up, guys would have been the number one guy just for the. F- just for the fact that we drafted him in the second round and we really wanted to see what he can do before we, you know, say anything. So as of right now, out of every running back that we have on a roster, I don't see any of these guys being a franchise running back. Maybe Bryce Love because he can do it all. Gibson to me right now is uh, a guy that's going to be used all over. Can he be a franchise back? Maybe. I don't know anything. I'm just speculating. I'm just speculate you know speculating shooting from the hip um so we'll see what happens man but rest in peace to Darius guys uh he ruined his career um he had a he had potential to be good um but for some reason this has just been some attacks on his life spiritually to where you know first game of the preseason you're out for the season first game of the season you're out for the season your first training camp now you're out of the nfl there's something going on there, and I hope he gets help. Um, like I said, Geis is one of my favorite players on the team just because of the, his personality. And he was just always a happy person. But I didn't know that other side, you know, of Darius Geis. So I really hope he gets some help. I really hope he surrounds himself around positive people. And um, I just hope that athletes are just doing the right thing and just staying away from trouble. Um, change your surroundings. If you can't change your friends, you change your friends. <laughs> if you can't change the people that you grew up with, then you just change totally and just find new friends. You know, because sometimes when you're around the wrong people, you bring negative energy to yourself. 
You know what I'm saying? When you around people who are not doing the right things, people who who don't motivate you, people who don't make you any better. This is the this is the end result. So, guys, I encourage everybody who's listening. Just really take a look at yourself. Ask yourself. Am I better with my surroundings? Can I get better? So, you know, if you are around good people and you're and everything is good, then, hey, awesome. I'm happy for you. But if you're struggling and it's and your surroundings is a part of the problem, then you definitely want to change who you who you surround yourself around. Let's try to do better. 2020 has already been a tough year. A lot of things have happened this year, but I still believe that some good, something, something amazing can still happen in in this 2020. So, guys, man, y'all stay safe out there. This is an emergency pod. I just wanted to just come on here and just talk to y'all and just kind of just break down, you know, this whole guy situation and where I see the team moving forward. Okay, so hopefully we've gotten rid of all the bad apples on the team. Um, I really love what Ron Rivera is building. I really love the culture. I really love the coaches that he's brought in. But now let's see if all this goodness can actually get on the field and produce some wins. Okay. Um, this season, I'm not expecting a lot of wins. If the wins come great, you know, if the wins don't come great, but what I do want to see is I want to see growth. Growth to me is, is more important than, than nine wins. If we see growth, with Haskins, with Love, with um, with uh, Gibson, you know, Sims, Terry, Chase Young, Sweat, some of these young guys on defense. If I see growth and we didn't get a lot of wins, then I'm okay. But if I don't see no growth, if I see the same old Redskins, then I'm going to be pissed. Okay? Um, we're moving somewhere great. Ron Rivera is drafting high character guys. He has some guys that are on the team that are high character uh, people, um, hopefully, Ruben Foster has learned from his mistakes and, and 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 really noticed that Bruce Allen did him a solid. Bruce Allen did him a solid bringing him in. So, hopefully, players have learned from the mistakes of people like like uh, like like uh, Nicholson and <laughs> you know Dunbar and some of these other boneheads out there in this league. Players, humans. <laughs> Let's just do the right thing. Let's just try to better ourselves. Okay? I mean, that's all I got. I know I kind of preached a little bit this episode. I just shot from the hip. I just shot from the heart. It's been a tough weekend for me personally. It's been an it's been an emotional roller coaster. So I just want to just come on here, man, share some positivity. We all need it. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe. I love you guys.